0: Welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hi there. And uh, it's been just a little bit since we've done a podcast.
1: A lot going on.
0: Yeah, so we're just going to have, uh, this will be an update cast.
1: Update cast. And we'll talk
0: about some of the, some of the things we're working on and um, also some of the tips and tricks that we've learned. Um so where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, online keynotes and workshops? Or you want to start with some of the things that we've been doing?
1: Uh, I guess let's start with some of the things we've been doing.
0: So uh, as you may or may not know, um, our business has four different uh, parts to it. A quarter of our business is consulting, where we consult with all this, uh, companies on anything, basically. <laughs> you know, in, anything
1: we know about.
0: Sure. Um quarter of our business is online training with some standalone courses. So at our com, Our online video uh, courses. Yeah, online video courses. We have pre-recorded videos and quizzes and exercises, and you can kind of take that at your own pace. That's a quarter of our business. A quarter of our business is in-person uh, training. So uh, we're, we're doing workshops at private companies, partnering with conferences, conferences UXPA organizations. And then a quarter of our business is, I don't know, everything else, which includes public speaking at conferences, yeah. um, selling books, doing other, other sort of ran- random things. So uh, obviously, we are going to be pretty affected by a large pandemic,
1: that we are in currently, like everybody else, and I think probably a lot of the people listening to this episode have also been quite affected by the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, our lives have been uprooted in many different ways. We are sort of fortunate in that we at least have some ways to do virtual training. Yeah, I mean, we we always do
1: a lot of virtual work, consulting and training.
0: I guess that's true, but especially on, like, the training front. Like, yeah. we have we've done a bunch of research, we have all this knowledge, and we have put that into a factor or into a form factor that you can take electronically already.
1: Yeah, we had already done that. We've been doing that right. for 10 years.
0: Yeah, so we've had... Yeah, so, so there's nothing necessarily um, that, that prevents us from, from doing that. I think one of the problems we've been having is that when the pandemic hit, a lot of people were like... A lot of companies... Really, kind of tightened the ship, and it was just well, yeah, because they thought,
1: you know, not just just as work changed, but maybe financially we're going to be through hard times, right? Is that what you're talking about?
0: Um, well, yes, but also just you know, people were working remotely a lot of uh, what or things that projects that companies were working on all got put on pause. People, well, just a lot of disruption. Yeah, a lot of disruption people are out of the office, things were not happening as fast. They uh they were waiting on some other supplier that now is not able to get them the thing. Yeah. So just so I in our in my experience, um, a lot of companies just sort of been like did like, Okay, let's let's just focus on the essential stuff. And yeah. if we have more once we have more bandwidth Then, then we'll, we can
1: think about whether we want to do some yeah. training or yeah. Mm-hmm. So things got a little quiet for yeah, a Yeah, things bit. got a little
0: quiet. Um, that's for sure. And, and I would say they're still pretty quiet. Now, we are recording this on October 27th, 2020.
1: And there's, um, I have snow on the ground outside. Yeah? Because I live in Wisconsin and it snows in October. We've already had several snow, <laughs> snowfalls.
0: Um... But th- I think I think there's currently more COVID in the United States than on any other day. Yeah. This so is this sad. is the all-time high still. Well, so far. So far. So, um, and I, I'm sure many of you out there have been have been sort of doing a similar thing. So one of the things that we've used this time to do since things did get pretty quiet, though not entirely quiet, we have a couple. Uh, it's
1: bu- it's busier now, but when it back in March, it was pretty quiet.
0: You know, one of the nice things is that we have, it takes a lot of time to put together collections of information and bundles of material. Um, Putting, like, taking, taking, like, knowledge and condensing it into You mean like
1: in our online video courses or our talks that we give or our workshops or whatever. It
0: takes a really, really, really... I think people really underestimate how long it takes just to put together a 20 minute video we get to complain now about how hard technical work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it takes a really really long time um uh just uh to, to put together a 20 minute video that has that that is technical in some way um i mean one of the things we like about like a q and a session which is when we do reason we do so many q and as is that it takes like no time to prepare
1: right be- well takes a lot of time to prepare, but that's what we've been doing for several years, yeah, preparing yeah. for a Q&A. Nice. But it's not like you have to you know, prepare a particular presentation. It's
0: espousing espouting our opinion.
1: We love doing Q&As. If you ever want to uh, bring <laughs> us in to do a Q&A, just do it.
0: Because
1: yeah, is... we don't have to, you know, it, all that stuff is in our brain. We've already worked through it all. But if you're talking about, you know, recording and online... Uh, a lesson in an online video course. We have to
0: find the. We have to have the idea, find the research, validate the research, uh, put the research together in a way that is comprehensible to anyone who's not familiar with the. Then we have academic to stuff. fix
1: our hair, and uh, we have to get in front of the camera.
0: And if we're recording it online, yeah. And we
1: have to.
0: Well, write write a script. Have a script. Record. Memorize the five facts. Five
1: takes because we screw it up. And then we have to put in, you know, slides and illustrations and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and we do all the video production ourselves.
1: Um, so so. It, it takes us a while. <laughs> so I think your point, Guthrie, is that when, if things get quiet, which they usually don't, so we're always trying to fit in doing these online video courses. But if things get quiet, then, you know, we just go to the backlog of online video courses and we start recording, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we... So we've been doing a lot of that for the last seven months or so.
0: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, what a ba- we! <laughs> I remember we were on a plane like well, that was a long seven time years ago. ago no, and... not seven years ago. <laughs> okay, maybe it was like four years ago. Okay. And we, you, we had just finished up one of our first online bundles. That we were, and that a was whole a curriculum of courses. Yeah, a curriculum of courses, which we put together. I think it like was probably the UX design. Sure, curriculum. that was the first one. And so we were looking at, it's like, all right, well, what should we do next? And we just spent you know twenty minutes on a plane, thinking, oh, we should, do a, uh, about this, we should do a course about this, and oh, we should do a course about this, and we we'll put whole six courses together long into a bundle. And and by the time, and like after twenty minutes, we looked down and we had <laughs> basically sketched out like seven years <laughs> worth of work that it was going to take to actually film all this stuff. And um, it took.
1: Uh, about that i mean we're not done with it
0: so (laughs) um yeah so just really uh so so having this break um has really allowed us to focus in on the course on getting through i guess i'd call it a backlog of stuff yeah um so uh i should we should we should just quickly we also
1: um by the way in addition to the all the new stuff you you're going to get get up a list so just yeah, go through Just, just, just we re- yeah, refresh our. Content. So uh, in addition to the new courses and stuff we did we also went back and updated
0: a couple old ones that you didn't like. Of,
1: a lot of old ones that, were, that we had done, some of the first courses that we had done that I felt needed updating either in terms of content and or in terms of video and More audio quality video. because uh, you know the video cameras have improved the audio has improved you know lighting has improved in terms of what's available and so we did a bunch of updating anyway um... yeah if you wanna uh... check out our online video courses um, you can go to courses dot team. you don't want me to say this he, he's I, looking at me read, we already did this. frowning Oh, okay everyone who listens to knows everybody this everybody who listens to us knows where to go find this
0: that's what guthrie thinks
1: anyway we have a ux design certificate well, Oh yeah go ahead.
0: no i just want to talk about the new stuff we did go talk yeah, about yeah we the did new this stuff. all okay all right. so one of the one of the <laughs> that we had I, th- I feel like even like you had recorded content like a year ago and we were so busy that we didn't get we around to editing around and to publishing
1: editing it. right right
0: so um we finally got around to doing that. And that was, which one was that? That was this one.
1: That oh, was all of them. It was
0: all of them. Okay, yeah. so so we put together a UX strategy uh, certificate bundle, um, which had like, you know, UX methods, UX infrastructure, UX principles, UX toolbox. And uh, that one was easy for you to film because that's you can talk about that stuff in your sleep.
1: None of these are easy you, to film. Yeah, it was
0: so easy. You just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then <laughs> there was the UX methods certificate. Yeah, uh, that one you had. There that were,
1: was still a little tougher. Because
0: so so Susan, you know, she grew up on UCD,
1: user centered design, and
0: you become, I would say, an expert on you know design thinking, design and
1: design thinking. But
0: but what? some of the other you know the agile UXs, that's not you're you're good at that. But you you did that's not like your first instinct. I would perhaps...
1: Yeah, so I had to really kind of, you know, work on that one.
0: Um, so, yeah, so, you know, that, that one was a lot of work. Uh, and then um, I recorded our... Finally, finally, I recorded a, a course about our behavioral design process. Yeah. So one of the things that I did to once... You know, I saw this kind of pandemic happening. And so right before the pandemic really hit, I bought a bunch of stuff because I knew that it would all be out of stock. Um.
1: You mean like equipment?
0: Equipment, yeah, for like a at home uh, video, video studio. studio. So I think it was in maybe I want to say February,
1: yeah, or
0: early March. one of yeah. those two. Um, so S- Susan, you know, at, at the at the Wisconsin office, she has in her little uh, office studio. I had studio. a studio setup. Usually, yeah, studio setup. So you know, nice. It's a it's nice little camera, um, and that has gone through a couple iterations, but have have a nice uh, Blackmagic. Um, camera and uh, we finally got a nice boom mic. Yeah, um, and got yeah, she's, some got, new she's got some lighting. Got some LED lights that are, <laughs> she used to have um, uh, in this little big, office. This huge, gigantic, this hu-
1: gigantic <laughs> light, you know, uh, fluorescent. Yeah, the, lights. The, the,
0: yeah, big, big, two
1: big arrays yeah. with nine Silly. lights and took up so much space. Yeah,
0: and now it's now like a I tiny have this little... one. Well, oh, that's
1: still pretty big for an LED. That's a, like what ten inch diameter, but uh, it's really flat. Doesn't take up a lot yeah. of room.
0: Um, so, sh- so she had an office, and I had in the past. You know, I had uh, kind of done um, some recording up here for various things. But it was. But uh, I really, I really wanted to work on. Um, if people don't know, I put together years ago. I started putting together this body of knowledge about behavioral economics, and that was such a project. Yeah. Um, it took such a long time, and I turned that into a book, and finally now, the next step is to sort of turn that body of knowledge into an online course, um, online certificate on behavioral economics. Yeah. So I have finally started uh, that process, but to you know, I didn't want to have to lug back and forth between Wisconsin and Chicago
1: cuz uh, you were coming up here to I was do coming recording. up here to
0: do some filming but especially with the pandemic it was just not smart to do all the traveling. Yeah. So so I got um for my home office. I finally got a nice uh, it's the same it's same the exact equipment. same equipment different you know. lighting. Uh different lighting
1: but the same camera and yeah, the same
0: Blackmagic and a boom mic and Yeah. Um and so I have started uh filming that and we are now in the process of of editing the first
1: the first course
0: which is very long so that's so that's great uh, what are what are the other uh, i feel like we did there was one one other probably the uh... Oh, yeah, BBS for Leaders. Brain
1: and Behavioral Science for Leaders. Yeah,
0: there's a couple of these that you had, had some... I had started s- it, but yeah. I hadn't finished it. You know, it's like the science of productivity and habits and rewards and intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Yeah,
1: so we finished that, we published So
0: that. I think in, like, five years, we made uh, two bundles, and then in the course of... Of oh, like seven months. Seven months. I think we, we did it like three. three. More. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that is how um how, how I spent my
1: pandemic time. Uh, well that's one thing we've been doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that um that's been really
1: I think that's been really great. It's been good to catch up but to have the time to do that, yeah.
0: Um and just uh kind of clear like like uh um, clear the backlog. Clear the backlog, refocus on some of the stuff that's just because uh, it's you know it's it's important in any business to to look at the big picture stuff. And I think a lot of people when you get bogged down with just the day-to-day grind it's not bogged down with it I mean overwhelmed.
1: I just when you have a lot going on, you don't zoom back out and look at the big picture and where you're at and we've been able to do that
0: in yeah the last couple months. I think I think that's definitely true.
1: We also um, you know if, uh, another thing we did that we've talked about on a podcast, is I finished the second edition of a 100 Things book. I kind of was able to do that because things got quieter, right?
0: Uh, yes. Though I
1: think it did that kind of happen before? No.
0: no. I don't even remember anymore. I'm not even sure what's happening.
1: Yeah, I started that like in March. All right, so now let's talk about. Can we switch topics? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's talk about. Uh, how we've been handling like uh, virtual workshops
0: so this is you know um, way back in the day you used to do uh, paid webinars
1: yeah that's what well or unpaid webinars
0: <laughs> okay fine um, webinars now this was I mean what when did when did when did you do your first webinar
1: oh I don't a long 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 time, but you know so are you talking about doing are you talking about virtual keynotes or are you talking about webinars where people want to market things what are you talking uh, about just
0: do you do you, what was what was life like doing a webinar what fifteen years ago ten years ago
1: um I don't know that it was that different mmm The thing about webinars, as probably everybody kind of remembers, is...
0: Well, just just sort of describe what your life was like back then.
1: In terms of webinars? Yeah. Well, you would want to... I
0: was not around for this.
1: (laughs) You would want to promote a product or service, or you'd have a partner who wanted to promote. Because sometimes I would be asked to do webinars by you know, like companies that had a product or service. And so the idea is you want to attract people to your company in the hopes that they will buy a product or service you have. And so you would offer these free webinars. People would sign up. And in the web, it would be like typically an hour-long presentation on a topic that your target audience might be interested in. And embedded in there would be a pitch, for a product or service, and maybe a special price that the people who attended. And you'd always get their, you know, you had to get their email for them to join in, and so now you could market to them. So the idea of a webinar was you were going to give a, a talk, it would be free to the participants, and then you'd pitch them on their product or service. That's what a webinar was. Still is. There's still webinars out there.
0: So nothing's changed.
1: I don't think they're as prominent as they were before because I think people kind of got tired of, you know, they knew it was free, uh, but they, you know, they knew that that some portion of it was going to be a pitch and they didn't want to do that. And they didn't want to be emailed all the time afterwards.
0: Yeah. And there's so much other content out there.
1: Now there's a lot of content out there. Uh, All right. But here's what I find interesting. And maybe you didn't want to jump right to this. That's fine you know when 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 the pandemic hit we were scheduled for all these keynote talks and all these workshops for months to come in person and then they all got canceled and i thought that our keynote public speaking and our workshop business was basically going to be on hold totally until the pandemic was over. But that turned out not to be true because everybody, of course, adjusted to go on virtual. All the conferences decided to go virtual. And then to, to my surprise, we actually are getting and still getting a lot of requests to do a full workshop virtually, which I didn't think was a good idea or even possible to do, but it has turned out to actually work quite well.
0: Uh, I've got to give some credit to uh, our friends over at Smashing.
1: Smashing um, uh, Workshops, part of the Smashing organization, um, they were one of the...
0: They were the first, the first ones, one or, of the early... One of the early people to did. contact
1: us, and... They, yeah they
0: have they have a lot of experience doing online workshops even before the pandemic yeah and it's it, it's interesting because you know we our workshops are so um interactive. So interactive and depend so much on in-person communication you know we have people sit around a table and do group activities and there's all there's just all this stuff this in-person stuff and there there's really two ways you can go about it and the first way is okay. Let's change our workshop because we can't do any of the, you know, we, we have normal more, things. Normal things. So let's let's come up with an online version of the workshop. That's sort of the first way that you go about it. And the second way is no, 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 no. Let's try to keep our workshop exactly the same and just translate that into a digital space as best as possible. And I think when we first started, I think we both assumed, oh, we're going to have to change everything. And just, try and just try and come up with a new different digital uh, remote learning version.
1: And, you know, and I wasn't particularly excited initially at the idea of it because I'm like, you know, I mean, we're used to doing one and two day workshops, right? Nine to four, <laughs> nine to five. And it's like, well, we're not going to do that online, right? And people aren't going to want to sit around for that. And then, you know, we can't do the interactive part and I'm not going to lecture for eight hours. You so, could. I wasn't going to, <laughs> so I figured, okay, we're just not going to do workshops. But
0: so, smashing was basically like, hey, uh, let's do just do the workshop the way you always do the workshop, and let's try and figure out how to make it like it's an in-person workshop as much as possible.
1: And they'd been doing that with their workshops.
0: Yeah, um, and so it it's it was uh it was pretty interesting to. Um, so, for example, we used muro mural boards to sort of simulate if you're like you're being in a room. We have like little you know desks that people sit at. You we, tables. You, we, we can use Zoom breakout rooms to simulate working with your team. team, which I think that's been a really important component.
1: All of these have been really important components. So what we did, and again, you know, kudos to the Smashing people because. They shared with us how they'd been doing workshops. We followed their model.
0: Well, we t- t- tweaking it along the way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But we, we used a lot of their ideas of how to do this effectively. And I was really uh, pleasantly surprised how, how to like well it. it worked. So, for instance, um, now we've done, we, and we've, we've experimented. So we've done a couple workshops that we did do uh, in one day. We did do a nine to four, using some of these techniques, but doing it full day, um, and that worked out pretty well too. There, You do, a, I mean, obviously you have to change things. You need lots of breaks, and you, you know, we've been able to build in interactive activities. But one of the things that Smashing People did that we've also tried is instead of doing it all in one day, it's broken up into multiple days, and you do two and a half hours with breaks, with interactive activities, with Q and A, but two and a half hours over several days over the course, perhaps of even two different weeks. Right. And you know, I thought initially, oh, that's not going to work. People aren't going to come back. Right. You know that. So you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday one week, and then the next week you do Monday, Tuesday by the second week you know you'll have 10 people is all you'll have but that actually turned out not to be true
0: yeah people seem to people seem to like it people seem to um, enjoy uh, doing
1: doing and they were really engaged in doing all the activities and you know I think we learned a lot about you know what kinds of activities will work in a virtual environment how we had to modify them how we had to modify handouts and how you deliver those and I mean, it, it was an interesting learning experience for us, too. Um, but I've been really, uh, really pleasantly surprised at how well that's worked. And also, how many people wanted have wanted us to do that?
0: Well, people are... And how
1: many people sign up and pay money to attend?
0: Or well, their, their companies are still... Right.
1: No, but I mean, just the fact that this is something that people have wanted to do rather than just, you know, put the workshops on hold for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing those more, many more than I thought we would do. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, so yeah, I, that's that's sort of that's sort of been our update. I wanted to do one. Uh,
1: Wait a minute. Also, I wanted to mention, as well as uh, keynotes talks.
0: Yeah, we've been doing a lot of
1: virtual keynotes. Virtual keynote talks. Yeah.
0: Um, so I wanted to do one sort of uh, back back to the podcast topic yeah um, just a, just like a, just like a, no- a, nor- a normal podcast topic here here at the end yeah so uh, and you don't know that I'm gonna ask you this question Uh-oh. Yeah. What? uh oh what brain and behavioral science aspect yeah when the pandemic is over yeah should companies, Go back to their big offices.
1: <laughs> I didn't know you were going to ask me this question. No,
0: I didn't. You didn't. Springing it on you.
1: Should they? What do you mean, should they? Well,
0: how are the you traditional work view has been that, hey, we get all the people and they come to a building. Yeah. And then they do things in the building and at the end of the day, they go home. And that's just how work is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For some people. Some people, there's a significant number of people.
0: No, for the vast, vast, vast majority of people.
1: For a lot of people, that's what The vast
0: majority of companies, I'll say. So yes. If, if you're working by yourself, that's a little different.
1: Yeah, yeah. So your question is?
0: Well, there has been some rumblings, especially at some of the larger That we're not going to,
1: people aren't going to go back to that.
0: Well, you know, if you think about it from, we'll just say, a uh, energy efficiency point of view, it's kind of silly to have all these... Big corporate office buildings that are maybe inefficient and uh, you know the building, taking up all the space and takes all this energy to heat and cool. Um, and why do we need this when people have perfectly good homes at at home? If you're if you're the company, you're like, wait a second. You're saying we could get rid of half of our office space and just have people work from home, where they kind of prefer working anyways.
1: Well, and then you. I mm, don't know if people prefer working. You save from the home. the carbon Some from the commutes. Some people might like working from home, or maybe they like working from home sometimes. But there's a lot of people that do not like working from home. They don't have a good setup. It, it you know, I mean, and then you're going to have the whole thing with what if well, you live with back, someone? Hold on, back and, up. Yeah.
0: Okay, so what are the what what are the pros? You think after the pandemic? What's the trend in the industry going to be? I don't mean to predict. I think there will be,
1: I think there will be, I don't know if this uses brain and behavioral science. I think there will be uh, a significant number of people and companies that do not go back to the old model. But I think most companies and most people will go back to the old model. And I could be totally wrong. But I honestly think that a lot of companies do not believe that people work better at home or more efficient at home. Um, I think they're wrong in terms of, I, I think they, I think a lot of companies have the mindset that if you're not in the office then you won't, you won't work as much or as hard or you'll be distracted by things at home. Uh, even if the children are back in school. So I think a lot of companies are gonna have are just not gonna be able to make that switch from a psychological uh, organizational culture point of view. Some companies will. some companies will be willing to do it for a portion of their workforce and a portion of their building space, but not all of it. Some companies might, go that way in a big way, but I think a lot of companies will want to go back to the old model.
0: So what are the so what are some of the benefits? Are, are
1: you gonna comment on this or is this is all up to me to predict?
0: Well, you know a lot more about this research than I do because oh. it's all about the science of teams. Yes. So what are what are some of the pros and cons of working together versus working remotely?
1: Well okay, so we know we're very social animals and we know that we like to be with other people. And the research actually shows that the whole, uh, what's called the social <clears throat> facilitation effect, which is the increase in, in uh, how hard people will work and how much they enjoy the work if they believe they're part of a team, that that does not require there even to really be a team. You just have to think you're part of a team. That does not require that you're in person with the team. Um, so we know that it is true that people feel they're part of a team even if they're working remotely. Uh, and so the positive benefit of feeling that you're part of a team can continue on even when you're working remotely. But we also know that there are parts of, of uh, social uh, interaction that are different when you're not physically in person than when you are in person. And so um, all the kinds of Uh, uh, in-person full body cues, body position, um, uh, the the, uh, difference in uh, you know anything having to do with with touch I mean even just touching someone's arm, um, uh, the the laughing uh, for instance and the the hormonal triggers of laughing when you are in, per, in the same room with someone. There are so many cues we get when we're physically present with someone else that we either can't get by working virtually or we don't get as much by working uh, virtually even when we have video that I, it's not the same. And so you know for maximum social bonding interaction you need to be in in physical proximity. So I think that that will always be a draw and that that will always be, um, not always, but often be a positive benefit of, you know, the idea of going back into the office.
0: I I wonder, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I wonder if there are, if some companies realize that they get better results um, with people working from home, uh, there there is an argument to be made that when people are together, especially in a in a corporate setting, which is very can often lead to one track mindedness. There's a lot of biases that are floating around in an organizational structure. A lot structure. of groupthink. A lot of, of groupthink. Yeah. Hey, this is how we do things at this company and we do things because... You think
1: that's less if you're not there in person? I
0: wonder if you're not all in person and everyone's sort of working remotely uh, and it's, you know, maybe you're not in... and not Everyone's not in the room with, like, the big boss who has a certain set of ideals about this is how our customers like things. And if people are working remotely independently, I wonder if you have outcomes that are less influenced by some cognitive biases.
1: Possible. It's possible. Now I do think that the whole, that working remotely, when you're, when you have to, and you're in a pandemic and you can't, you know, it's really hard to be with people, that might be very different than working remotely when it's not a requirement, it's a choice, either by the company or by you, and there are there are times when you go into the office and have a meeting, or you go to you know. There, I I think the other thing we have to realize is that you know kind of a forced isolation is different than uh, mm. a sometimes isolation, mm. a part time isolation, a ch- isolation by choice. I think that that's also very different.
0: I wonder too, you know. It's so. I find the corporate world so weird. It, there's this idea that like things we do things this way because that's what you do, because that's what I did when I was working, because that's what you know the person who was my boss when I was working, you know, when I was young did. Because that was a there's like this like like how does the corporate world work? You come to work, you catch up on the stuff, you check your emails, then you have like. A meeting and then you have more meetings and there's there's just this like pattern but that's the
1: same if you're working from home than if you're in the office
0: but I understand because they're just trying to keep everything the same but I think there might be some a lot of benefits if you just totally rethink and restructure how we're gonna do things and so for example uh, let's say you're on a team where you really don't need to be in person very much. Like a lot of like the meetings that you need to be in, they're really just they're not actually meetings. They're what we would like to call presentations, um, where you're not actually doing anything. You're just watching someone else. You're you're absorbing the information that someone else is saying about whatever project they're working on. No one really needs your input except you know maybe there's two minutes where, okay, hey James, like what do you think about the the new sales numbers? you know you give your little 60 seconds and you know then you go back to not paying attention um, and that happens in person too so I wonder so imagine like if you set if you structured like the work week in a certain team where maybe like like three days a week you work remotely and people are doing the nor- answering emails and working on projects and doing small little stuff. And then like Fridays or you know, a day one day of the week, everyone comes into the office and it's like creative Wednesday. It's
1: the collaborative time. And
0: you just spend like maybe you have one or two people who are checking the emails just to make sure that they're on top of stuff. But you just put pause on everything else and that whole day you and the team are just in brainstorming collaborative big picture thinking like really you know uh working just working on all the projects and getting through all the things that they need to and you just and the whole day is just this really fun collaborative yeah well so
1: you know the thing is that when we switched to working remotely through the pandemic uh I, i think everyone just tried to emulate what they had been doing before right so everybody's got you know monday through friday they're calendar is crammed now with video meetings uh, instead of in-person meetings, and, you know, nothing's changed. So in many ways, it hasn't changed. But I think what you're describing is a real change.
0: Well, just we're starting from first principles, because usually the way it works is the collaboration sessions, the creative moments, um, the teamwork, uh, it's designed to be drip, 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 drip throughout the week. So like we have a meeting, Thirty minutes of it is just kind of boring, and then there's five minutes of really awesome discussion, discussion and, and collaboration, and, yeah. right? So and then so it's just this drip, 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 and that's sort of how things are done. If you're starting from first principles, where hey, we can't assume that everyone's going to be in the office every single day, except maybe one day. But let's just set aside but this time. Your assumption
1: also says we're going to stop the thing where we just set up virtual meetings all week long
0: maybe yeah for some of it for
1: some of it we're going because for some of these virtual meetings well
0: or almost, we'll focus uh, we'll have the meetings but they won't be like meetings they'll be updates that can be smaller because shorter, we know that on this th- on thursdays, thursdays we're doing we're the doing, collaborative sessions yeah and everyone who needs to be involved well
1: i like it that but i don't know who if you're going to be able to talk people
0: <laughs> i mean i don't think so i'm just i'm just wondering if people and the, and,
1: and the the traffic on Thursdays would be really really bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would it would be as bad as it normally you have every to get
1: that well maybe you could get the companies in a certain area to stagger the collaboration day so that not so everybody, everybody was driving in on a
0: Thursday that's great so I it just like um I, for you know 400 years no one has really stopped. I mean, no, not very many companies have just stopped and be like, and actually, said, how should we work together? Yeah. And, and I wonder if this will be an oh, inflection point.
1: I don't think it will be, but I wish it would be. But my, I don't know. I'm sure there are companies who are definitely thinking about this, but I don't know. If, if
0: I think a lot of companies are like, actually, we're never going back to working all. But in
1: that's person. different than let's think up a different way to do this.
0: I well, don't. you could. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah.
1: I yeah. like the idea. Anyway, maybe we could if if there are people out there who work for these companies and they're hearing about plans. I'd love to hear from you guys yeah. about, you know, what's happening in your organization. About or if
0: no one's given it any thought. I and when the like pandemic's over, everyone will just, just assume you just come back to work I like it never know. happened.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe so. Guthrie, any other updates that you want to give people about what's going on? Uh,
0: no, I don't, I don't so, so.
1: um, yeah, we're still here. We're still working. And uh, we will uh, also be, we have some, I think we have some more podcasts coming up with regular topics. We also have a couple of guests we're scheduling for the near future. Mm-hmm. So hope you guys will continue to listen in. Um, And Guthrie, if people want to reach us?
0: Uh, You can email info at theteamw.com.
1: Thanks, guys. Hope everyone's staying well out there, and we'll talk to you later. All right.
0: Bye, everyone.